0: listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, the show that helps you communicate with confidence so you can stand out from the crowd and get noticed by all the right people. If you want to be a person of influence and achieve success in business and in life, this podcast is for you. To subscribe to the show, go to thecmethod.com. Hi there Rockstar and welcome to episode 50 of Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm still in the Philippines on a vocational exchange program with Rotary International so you might hear some dogs barking in the background. I've actually gotten used to waking up early to the sounds of roosters, dogs barking and passing motorbikes. Culturally it's been extremely eye-opening. I actually made a quick video with snippets of what I've been doing and things I've been eating. If you missed it on the Facebook page, go to thecmethod.com slash YouTube. That's thecmethod.com slash YouTube. That will redirect you to the C Method YouTube channel. So if you want to see more videos, pop over there and subscribe to the channel. Okay, since I've been doing a lot of speaking here in the Philippines, today's episode is about how to speak to an international audience. But first, I've got to say, wow, episode 50. I can't believe it. I'm so excited to have reached this milestone. Now, if you've been listening since episode one, Firstly, I am super impressed and I'd like to thank you for tuning in every week or maybe you've uh, binge listened and devoured the episodes back to back. I know I've I've heard from some of you who have done that, which is amazing. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. If this is your first episode and you like what you hear, please go back Well, I recommend that you go back and listen to episode one to give yourself a better understanding of the topics addressed in the show. And you'll also learn more about me and and why I do what I do. So go back, listen to episode one. I'm very excited to say that the podcast is now averaging almost 8000 plays per month, which is amazing. These are the stats that I'm getting from audio boom, which is what I'm using to host my podcast, well to play my podcast alongside Libsyn. For those interested in how podcasting actually works, I'll just give you a really quick rundown. I upload the MP3 file of the podcast to Libsyn, which hosts the media file there. It's similar to how you load a video to YouTube. And then Libsyn gives me a link, which I put into the blog post on my WordPress website. And then when I publish that blog post, the podcast then gets published to Boom, which is like SoundCloud. And the podcast also gets published to iTunes. It's published in Stitcher, plus all the podcasting apps that you'll find on your smartphone. So that's how it works. I upload it to one place and then it gets fed out to all the different podcasting apps. Okay, enough of the tech stuff. Let's move on to today's main topic. Alrighty, so since I've been in the Philippines, I've presented at a number of Rotary functions where there might have been 15 people, other functions had up to 100 people. And you also learned last week that I spoke to 500 business students and I actually have two more seminars to present to other universities here. And this weekend, I'll be speaking at the Rotary District Conference to over 700 people. So yes, I've been doing a lot of speaking on this trip. And in this episode, I'd like to share with you some tips, well, seven tips specifically for speaking to and winning over an international audience. Now, why might this be relevant to you? Well, maybe you're running a workshop or speaking overseas as a visitor, just like I am. Maybe you're living and working in a foreign country, or maybe you're living in your own country, but have international colleagues, clients, and visitors that you need to speak to. Or maybe you're even presenting a webinar or being interviewed on a podcast where the majority of the audience won't be the same nationality as you. And you may not have thought about this before. For example, I've been interviewed on many podcasts where the audience was American. And that still counts as an international audience, right? Now, one of the most fundamental rules of being an effective speaker is to know your audience. So that you can tailor your message to them and better connect with them if you know that your audience is from another culture and English might be their second language it's very important to tailor your message and the way that you present it so you can be understood and so that your message resonates and connects with them make sense now if you don't take care with this you could end up not connecting with them. So they may not understand you. They may not understand, you know, the words that you're saying. You'll end up losing their attention and they might just start talking amongst themselves and not listening to you. And also you could end up offending your audience, which is not very good. You don't, you don't want to do that. So I'm sharing with you seven ways to effectively speak to and win over an international audience. Show notes for this episode will be at thecmethod.com international. All right, tip number one, research and learn about any cultural differences that may exist. When I came over here to speak to a Filipino audience, I asked a local if Filipinos like to participate and get involved in the presentation, and I found out that they do. And what's more, they actually like to sing. They love to sing and dance, so they're very engaging, they're very smiley, very happy, very musical. Now, this wouldn't happen in Australia. Um, you wouldn't get an Australian audience to maybe sing a song or, or something like that. And I haven't actually spoken to a vastly Chinese audience before, but I've heard that with Chinese audiences, they don't often raise their hands or respond. That's just part of their culture. So it's really important to find out about these cultural differences before you go and speak. You might even discover that there's a hand gesture or a body language thing that you're doing that might be considered to be rude in that country okay so ask a local who you can trust tip number two make an effort to speak their language so I learned a few words in the local Filipino language here it's called Tagalog and I learned how to say good morning and good evening and thank you <laughs> and I even learnt how to say I love you all right? And when I start my speeches here, well, most of them, I start off by saying which means good evening. And I found that the audiences really love that. They, they laugh along and they respond and I say which is, how are you? And they all shout back, you know, whatever their response is. I don't, I don't actually understand what it is, but it's, but it's a really good way to get the audience involved. And also they have a greater respect and appreciation for you because you've shown them respect. Right, that you're learning their language. One of my colleagues, Kelly, who's also here on the vocational exchange, she's a teacher and she learned how to count to 10 in Tagalog. And when, she's, when she tells the Filipino audiences, hey guys, I learned how to count to 10. And she slowly counts from one to 10. And even if she messes up, they help her out. They love that. They love that we're making an effort to speak their local language. So it's a great way to build rapport with an international audience. Tip number three teach your audience something about your country and your language so this is another way to get your audience involved and to build rapport with them so you could say something like hey who would like to learn some Australian right or following on from my last tip you could greet them in your uh, sorry greet them in their language and then say I really I really enjoy learning your language who would like to learn some of my language or you could say in in Australia or in America or in Japan we say blah 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 and then and then teach them how to say it and get them to repeat it back really good way to get them involved okay tip number four acknowledge your accent and your nationality okay this is really important sometimes you'll be introduced as this is let's say this is Christina from Australia so people will know what your nationality is but sometimes they may not introduce you or your or where you're from okay so it's very important that you acknowledge what country you're from or what your accent is you know or what language you you speak um, locally because if you don't your audience is going to sit there and they'll be thinking in their heads where is she from? What language, what accent does he have? I wonder, he doesn't look like he's from our country. What? Where is he from? Okay. So, and they'll be thinking about that instead of paying attention to all the wonderful things that you're saying. So it's very important that you acknowledge where you're from so that it clears it up for them so that they can then focus on what you're saying. I learned this from Judy Carter, who is a, very talented, Uh, she's a former stand-up comedian and now she's a keynote speaker and an author and she calls it acknowledging your defect as in what's weird about you that your audience is thinking and you don't even have to stick to your nationality it can be something weird about you that, that is culturally different. For example, another one of my group vocational exchange colleagues, Lauren, she's a vegetarian and being vegetarian in the Philippines is really odd because they eat a lot of meat and she gets asked all the time, oh, are you the vegetarian? So something that she is now going to address in her talks because we we discussed this, she she's now going to, you know, acknowledge the fact that she's vegetarian and make a joke about it and say, hi, I'm Lauren and here I'm known as the vegetarian because that's what the local Filipino Rotarians find amusing, right? Because it's something different for them. That's not something that you would do in Australia because we've got lots of vegetarians. And then a thing with me is that this is what I found out. Someone told me that they find it weird or that they're asking why I have black hair. And I think their perception of Australians is that we have blonde or brown hair. So someone with black hair, it's a little bit weird. So I always make I always make sure that I tell them that my mother is Chinese Malaysian and that's why I look slightly Asian, that's why I have black hair, okay? Doing this may not seem relevant to your presentation, but it's a way of getting your audience to understand more about you and so that they're not thinking about that thing and they can actually focus on the content that you're sharing. Okay, tip number five, speak slower and more clearly than normal. Now this one sounds like a no-brainer, but when you're speaking, and this happens to me as well, you tend to get a bit excited, maybe a bit nervous, and you tend to rush your words a little bit and you forget to pause. Now pausing and taking your time and speaking clearly is important no matter who you're speaking to. But when it's to an international audience, when they maybe English isn't their first language, you need to pay extra attention to pronouncing your words very clearly. And this is also the case even if you're speaking to audiences where English is their first language. For example, in America, if I speak very fast, it's it's difficult for some Amer- Americans to understand my accent and what I actually did because I have spoken, I've spoken at conferences and to universities in America and when I'm over there and when I've been here, I actually pronounce my R's more because in Australia, we don't pronounce our R's, right? The letter R, we say R, not R and it, I've found that it actually makes it confusing for some people when I don't pronounce my R's. So I make an effort to do that. For example, when I say my, name, my surname, Canters, it sounds like Can, Candice or something, Can, Cantus. So I need to pronounce the R and say Can, Canters, All right, just a little bit, Canters. And even things like when I say the name of this podcast, Stand Out Get Noticed, it sounds like Stand Up Get Noticed. It's not clear sometimes when I say it quickly, so I need to make an effort to slow it down and say, stand out, get noticed. And of course, when I say slow down and be clear, I don't mean be so slow that you're being patronizing, okay? So that's just really rude. So you don't want to be like, my name is Christina and I have a podcast, All right? That's just rude, okay? You don't need to do that. So slow it down, speak clearly, but don't be patronizing because your audience is very smart and they won't like you for that. Okay, that was tip number five. Tip number six, we've just got a couple more left to go. Number six is to avoid local slang. Now, we often say stuff that comes, just, it just flows off our tongue and it's normal local slang for us. But the thing is we don't even realize that we're doing it. For example, as an Australian, I always say brekkie instead of breakfast. I say yui instead of do a U-turn when you're driving. Instead of flip-flops or slippers, we say thongs. And we say cool when we mean okay. We say toilet when in the US it's bathroom. In Canada, it's washroom. And in the Philippines, it's comfort room. Okay, or they even say CR for short. And we've had people say to us, do you need the CR? And we're like, what the heck is that? I guess toilet, comfort room, washroom, those things, It's th- that's not really slang. It's more the different terms that are used in the different countries, right? And this also applies to the uh, measurements that you use. So, for example, in Australia, we use kilograms and we use centimetres. And in the US, it's imperial. So they use feet and inches and pounds. So if I was to go to America and say, oh my gosh, I went from 65 kilos to 60 kilos. How great is that? I'll just get blank confused looks because the audience will be like, I don't know what that is. Can you translate it into pounds, please? Right. Or if I say, oh my gosh, it was 40 degrees today. It was so hot. An American audience will be like, what? That's freezing cold because it's completely different in Fahrenheit and even other things. I mean, there's so many like saying we say rubbish instead of trash. We say holiday instead of vacation. So I always change my language when I'm speaking to uh, an, an audience from North America. Okay, and the final tip I'm going to share with you today is to share stories about what you love about their culture and how it's different to yours. Okay, share stories about what you love about their culture. There's another golden rule of public speaking where it's make it all about your audience, it's not about you. Okay. And when you're speaking to an international audience, you have this really great opportunity. It's, 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 it's easy. You just share stories about their culture. It doesn't have to be profound. Okay. For example, here in the Philippines, we the, the traffic is horrendous and it's a known thing. Everyone knows that the traffic, it takes you hours and hours to get across town when the traffic is bad. And Also, the Filipinos here love to eat and we're constantly being fed all this delicious food. So every time we uh, reference the traffic or the food, we get nods and smiles and laughs from the audience because that's something that's really pertinent to them. It's really relevant to them. And also Filipinos are known for being super friendly, super warm and, and generous and hospitable. And I share this in my speech. I tell the audience... One thing I've learned is that Filipinos are the most generous, hospitable and friendly people in the world. And when I say that, you know what happens? They all clap. Like they actually start clapping themselves because they agree so, so much. Right. And at that point I just, I say, yeah, give yourselves a clap, like keep on clapping. Right. That's great. So that's a great way to get your audience involved and to connect with you everyone loves hearing about themselves and about their culture. And I've witnessed this when I've seen an international speaker and they talk when they come to Melbourne and if they talk about the weather, if they talk about the coffee, how much they love the coffee, if they talk about how much they love our food and our night spots, you know, I I get this warm and fuzzy feeling inside because I think, oh cool, they like my city, they like my culture, that's great, right, and it makes me like them more. So Share lots of stories about what you've experienced about their country and and what you love about it. Okay, and that wraps up my seven tips for speaking to an international audience. Just to recap really quickly, number one was to research and learn about any cultural differences. Number two was to make an effort to speak their language, whether it's English or a foreign language. Number three is to teach them something about your country and your language so you're sharing something about your culture. Number four acknowledge your accent and your nationality so that they're not confused about where you're from. Number five speak slower and more clearly than normal without being patronizing of course. Number six, avoid slang and use their local terms for things. And then finally, share stories about what you love about their culture. So I hope that helps. I hope that helps you become more confident and more effective the next time that you're speaking to an to an audience where you've got people from different countries there. Thank you so much for being an awesome listener and for joining me for this very special milestone episode, episode 50. Again, show notes are at thecmethod.com slash international. So if you've missed anything from this episode and you don't want to listen to it again, you can go to that blog post and it'll all be noted there. Oh, and like I mentioned at the start of the episode, if you want to see more videos, because I'll be making videos while I'm here, um, as well as the video that I just published this week that's introducing you to my time here, sharing uh, little snippets of videos and photos. It's a really fun video. Definitely go check it out. Go to thecmethod.com slash YouTube and that will take you to the C Method YouTube channel. And that's all from me this week. Keep on being awesome and I'll see you next time. My name's Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. One of my colleagues, Lauren, who's also here on the GVE program, she keeps asking me to sing Total Eclipse of the Heart whenever we do karaoke. And it hasn't happened yet, but it will happen. So, Lauren, this is for you.
1: Turn around every now and then I get a